What's going on, everybody? And welcome to Late Fees, where it is all movies in, no movies out. I am Justin here on a very special uh, episode, a, a update, if you will, just to let you guys know where we're coming from. I'm here right now with uh, with Pat, almost said Eric. Everyone else is uh, out on uh, location, so to speak, on vacation, rather, on our very long month vacation. We, we are limping in to the yeah. new year. Yeah. We have had massive scheduling conflicts for right. like a month and a half now. Right. Uh, and again, it, it is a very, uh, it, it is a, I feel like it, it's tough to start the show the same way that it was tough to start a show that we did last year um, around March. Where we were, I believe it was the, uh, was it the Marvel episode? What was it, the... I, th- it w- I think so, because yeah. I th- that was recorded at Eric's. Yeah, um, we, we went in and uh, Nipsey Hussle had just passed as Pat and I were on our way in the car. And, um, you know, today, as Pat was on the way to my house, we've been planning... This this big show for you guys where we would tell you about the um, the the latest happenings in late fees and how we're gonna change the show around and you know little little do we know that so much can change that is just bigger um, than than what is the is happening now. Um, obviously, a couple of hours ago before we recorded, we were supposed to have started maybe two hours ago. <laughs> it's now one o'clock PST. Uh, Pat got here at around eleven thirty. Uh, you know, Kobe Bryant passed away. Um, of course, reports are still rolling in. Uh, but he, he and his oldest daughter passed away in a helicopter crash. Incredibly hard, incredibly raw emotions here. Um, me and Pat are we, you know, we're gonna try and uh, push through this. Of course, uh, the best that we can, uh, because we will, we just want to share with you guys what's going on, and of course this is incredibly raw, but we're gonna um, do our best to. I don't even know what this you know how to describe, but do our best to 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 talk about our hobby and something that's become part of our lives in the last two and a half three years, and that is this show, and that is the love of what we do every month, uh, every movie that we watch. And, um, you know, our condolences go out, but this is just such a huge, huge, huge loss for sports, but it's a huge loss in myself and Pat's era and our childhood, our, our favorite players. And, you know, I don't think I've ever seen anything to this level. Have you, Pat? Uh, n- no, it's especially shocking. I mean, the... Doing this last year, last March, under the cloud of uh, Nipsey's passing was especially shitty uh, because it was so specific to Los Angeles, uh, even though Nipsey obviously was so much bigger than that, but he meant something special to Los Angeles. And this is, not to compare one death to another because that doesn't make any sense at all, but this is a less of an event that feels like it's affecting a a small community and it feels like it's just a, a global event and it is you know it is also like like Nipsey's passing is especially weird and significant for 
the city of Los Angeles. Uh, I mean, I, I can't uh, think of somebody who was more significant to the city in... Uh, I mean, uh, Kobe was uh, the best at what he did. He was the most famous person at what he did. Uh, he was uh, royalty in Los Angeles. Uh, I mean, it, it, there's not uh, enough you could you could say about it. Uh, I mean, I, I think Kobe was the Kobe's the first person or movie or anything I can remember uh, having a poster of. Uh, growing up and like in my bedroom uh i don't know it's uh i don't know yeah you know coming up in virginia we didn't really have a lot of obviously we don't have a sports team uh we you know we gravitate and attach to um whatever we can because we were allowed to we were allowed to be bandwagoners so to speak yeah i mean i the the calves (laughs) in the 90s uh the, Kobe was the the attraction. Uh, yeah. Nothing, nothing locally. Yeah. Um, this, you know, it was MJ, then it was Kobe, and uh, this allowed us to allowed me to kind of transfer effortlessly to whoever I thought was like the best. And you know, I grew up and I saw Jordan play, but more than anything, I saw Kobe play his whole career, his whole twenty years, and. You know, it's just unfathomable. This this was our, this was a wizard, you know, on the court and in life. And, um, you know, I said earlier, just a couple of minutes ago, that we wanted to continue to do this because it's something that we love to do. And uh, we love talking to you guys. And we love to talk about movies. And we love to talk about, you know, just everything that goes into this so um obviously raw emotions here but we wanted to make sure that we got this episode out because i mean honestly the way i feel right now there isn't any other way that i want to express myself right now i don't want to just be silent um i don't want to just uh sit and watch it you know it it does feel like it's like uh like i mean this is again a a, a, maybe a uh, uh, poor uh, comparison it's in poor taste but it does feel like a like a terrorist attack or something like when pe- people talked about uh trump getting elected feeling like a social 9-11 yeah. and this feels like a little bit of a social 9-11 yeah and things will change things are going to change but um again i think it's best or it was best that we made this decision to uh at least record the show you'll be hearing this on Friday, uh, and you will be getting the first uh, episode of the new and improved Late Fees uh, around Valentine's Day. So um, get ready to, uh, to hear our new segments, and just to kind of roll into that right now, uh, from now on, we will be doing um, new pre-episodes that we call Late Fees Rewind. Uh, and they will be dropping every other week. So you will get some form of late fees content every single week in 2020. Um, these, these rewind episodes will be us taking questions from you guys, the listeners. Um, we'll also be previewing the next show that we have coming up. And we'll also be doing, uh, we'll be asking you guys, of course, questions on, on the show. But we'll be doing it like a Q&A about uh, things about the movies and the directors and the franchises that we watch. And we want to ha- definitely have more of an interactive 
uh, point of view and, and relationship with our listeners now this year and now that we're going in our second year. Uh, but as far as the late fees format, Pat, we've been we've been kind of rolling with the old movie, new movie thing for quite some time. Right? I think kind of is uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some sometimes rolling it, with yeah. And I think as the show has evolved, as we have evolved as as movie watchers, uh, it it is it has um, you know. This is this is you know definitely something that we want to switch up as we as we change the show. So we will be switching the format. We're going to keep the director format, but of course we kind of cheated within like our first like year we <laughs> put franchises in it as well. So we're going to keep the director and franchise direction, but we're going to add a new twist to that. So our main format will will definitely change uh, as we do these types of shows. The director format and our director episodes. We're going to pick from a pool of movies. That means Pat any thing goes as far as what movies we're watching from these directors now so if you if we do uh crooked steven again we could you know realistically i thought about that yeah we could realistically do jurassic park and we could do um some of his more obscure movies and we can all talk i about do it. wonder like how many spielberg movies have i just like not seen like he, he made so many fucking movies. a lot of freaking movies yeah. um but yeah just just an example of that so if we do a director like the Wachowskis, which we which we talked about yeah. in the Matrix episode, we could realistically but go you, back to them. We could easily do an episode on them where we don't even mention the Matrix. Exactly. So we we'll we'll do these movies from a pool of four. So we'll have a a, a pool of four movies that we're gonna pick. Uh, I, I'm guessing the way that I that we kind of decided this is their four their four hosts, and we'll all pick four movies and we we'll all get to watch four. It just makes it easier for us. I think the hardest thing was that. Uh, Direction-wise, on this show, we were kind of unsure at times of what movies to watch and who watched what and who yeah. didn't watch what. And I think that that was that that was a constant battle with me. Uh, I think the what what episode was it where I watched a movie that nobody else wanted to watch? I think uh, it was. It might have been the Denzel episode it was or something. Yeah, Denzel. it was the Equalizer. It was the Equalizer, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch this. So realistically, I could choose Equalizer. Eric could choose Philadelphia. You could choose Malcolm X. Cam could choose Maturian yeah, yeah. Candidate or something like that. And we we will watch that Phil Pool of Four. Um, and we're not re- we won't be required to watch all four. And you as the viewer will not be required to watch all four. Just as long as you have a cursory understanding of at least two or three of them, and you can watch one of them, you can still follow along because we're yeah. going to talk about every one of the movies realistically in the four. How do you feel about that change, Pat? I like it because it kind of. Uh we end up talking about more than the two movies anyway, you know, whatever, if, if we were talking about the traditional format. And so this kind of allows us to basically keep doing that, but uh, kind of puts the onus on us to also at least have one person who, like, has a mastery mm-hmm. of the movie instead of all of us ending up being, like, uh, not having rewatched a particular movie for the episode and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think it's. I mean, we I, we always end up watching more than just the movies anyway. So I think <clears throat> something that's maybe important to keep track of in our little restructuring, uh, renaming here is that a lot of it is just uh, kind of locking down stuff we already do and maybe giving it a more concrete direction. Absolutely. Um, so with that, we will still be doing you know, the, the overall movie review. But one thing that I found that I, that I really enjoyed and that we all really enjoy is in the, is, is we love the two segment format. Uh, but more than anything, we love the way that it's set up with, with the old movie, new movie. We'll be changing that as well. So in segment one, 
we'll run through the director's background in these episodes. So if it's Quentin Tarantino, we'll talk about one of our first memories of watching Tarantino and one of his best interviews, and we can like kind of take a talking point from that, and we'll, we'll kind of give a background of the director that we're talking about. Less giving context for him as we go through exactly, the Exactly, exactly. I think, I think our older episodes, and you know, we're being completely transparent here, which is something that, that I like. I, I don't know if it's because of the raw emotions here today, but we're being completely transparent. A lot of the times when structuring these shows, it is very tough to kind of stay on task. And uh, I'm, I'm holding the Late Fees crew. This is a managerial <laughs> uh, uh, managerial uh, shakeup where we're going to hold everyone accountable and we're going to all talk about these things. And we're going to be able to have a lot, more, a lot more conversation as we go into these movies. So segment one of Late Fees <clears throat> will be dedicated to essentially... Uh, personal anecdotes and, and background on the director. Education. Education. <laughs> Edumacation. I, I, I don't have a name for this segment yet. I, I like to call it like, I don't know. I don't know which we we'll, should call it. We, we'll, uh, get, we'll get back to you on the yeah, official we'll get back uh, to you. names. We, we were supposed to work this out and workshop this as before we recorded. but it, Yeah, we had to just start recording yeah. uh, or not. Um, so in uh, segment one, that'll be segment one. In segment two, we'll call that The Bend. Uh, that's where we'll talk about our chosen movies and break it down into granular topics such as what is the plot? Because I think a lot of times we do get we lose the plot. <laughs> well, you know, we maybe assume that people yeah. have too much of a grasp of, exactly. uh, of the movies. We exactly. we we will be it'll be easier for everybody if we're less presumptive of the audience. Exactly. So we'll be spending at least five minutes each talking about uh, the plot, uh, the actors, our late fees, must see scenes. I feel like that's another thing that we we kind of like. I really want to talk about our favorite scenes in these movies. Yeah. It, it, it could entice you to watch it. It can entice me to watch it because there might be some things I won't watch. And, of course, post... Oh, man. Post-9-11 change. Things Yes, change. yes. <laughs> things that... It's... It, it's it, I mean, we talk about 9-11. We couldn't even talk about it without talking about another tragedy at the yeah. beginning of this episode. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. That would be the director. Uh, the director episodes. Of course, the franchise episodes are kind of anything goes episodes. We'll call those binges. Uh, much like the Marvel episode, which everyone really, really liked. We'll tackle as many movies <laughs> as we can. And we give a score based on that. So if Pat, you know, reviews every single Friday the 13th movie, we'll give him... Uh, we'll, he'll give it a grade, essentially. The, the funniest is, like, if you only watch the bad movie from a franchise, yeah. you end up giving it, like, a D. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you were able to kind of give the franchise a grade, which kind of informs the decision. I think what one episode that, that worked really well with is the Child's Play episode. Yeah, that where, was good. Where we yeah. were able to... It's one of my favorite episodes because we, we went through every um, movie in the franchise and we gave it a, a grade and we ended up coming out with like, wow, these movies really aren't yeah, yeah. as bad as we thought they yeah. were. They're actually really good. The scores are pretty high. Yeah, so I, 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 looked at, I looked at that when I was kind of coming up with a lot of the ideas around here. It was just like, I want to have another episode like that where we do franchises. Um, like, we're able to grade them on, on that type of curves. Yeah. Uh, that will be our franchise episodes. And from, from that first uh, segment into the second one. We'll run through the movies in a speed round segment, four to five minutes each for each movie in a franchise. I think. Do we have a, a 007 episode earmarked for April? I we do. Uh, uh, you and I've talked about. It. Yeah, I, I that one's gonna be tough because there are like twenty four movies. And didn't so. you just watch all of them? I did. They were, they were on Netflix. I think they got taken off though. Yeah, but I yeah. could. I'll jog. I think that they're always like somewhere. Yeah, I feel like. There's uh, got to be a box set somewhere that we can 
best oh. gadget, least sexist Bond movie. Yeah. <laughs> because there is no not sexist Bond movie. Uh, I, again, you know, this, this kind of opens up the, the opportunity for us to, to break down the movies in uh, a more s- solid format uh, and, and really gives Late Fees a, a brand new... Uh, a brand new edge. So, of course, uh, we're doing this on the... This comes out on the 31st. So, next week, we'll have a pre-episode. We'll be talking about uh, some background on the movies that we'll be reviewing for the 14th of February. And that will be, I believe, Hannibal. That's going to be a yep. franchise episode. Yeah, it's our Hannibal franchise, our binge our episode. Binge it's less episode. of a binge. Uh, binge is a little generous term when it's only three movies. <laughs> uh, but it could be four. I've never seen... Uh, Manhunter, Man yeah. Have you seen it? Yes, I have. Is it awesome? I like it a People lot. People really like it. And yeah. honestly, it wouldn't be that hard for it to be better than Hannibal, Hannibal or Hannibal. Uh, Red, Dragon. Red Dragon. Which, Red Dragon's actually pretty dope. Oh, man. Uh, I, <laughs> I need to rewatch that one. Uh, I, you, sure. And you know I don't love Norton that much either. Why don't you like Norton? I like him sometimes. I think in some roles he's really good, and in some roles I'm like, what? Why did they? What were they thinking? Yeah, like it, this. It doesn't make any sense. But did you like him as the Hulk? Ah, uh, no. I actually think he's the worst of the three Hulks. Uh, yeah. So that is the. Do, do we have an idea? Would you Would you want to have an idea and bounce around some um, some ideas for movies that you might want to do and jog some of the viewers' history? Actually, you know what? Let, let's Let's call the view. Let's call the viewers. I'm feeling very very generous this year. Um, I want <laughs> very to do, generous. I want to do a viewer's choice episode. Okay, how do we rig the viewer's choice episode? <laughs> so, how okay, about... No, okay, I didn't... Sorry, I did not mean rig it in our favor. I meant rig as in setup. I would love to do a viewer's choice episode, but have that viewer's choice episode be with... What if we did it with a viewer? That would be actually really fucking funny. Yeah, that would be, be kind of cool. So, if you guys have any ideas uh, who, listen, who are listening to this show... On late fees, uh, for any you know episodes, movies, franchises, directors that you might want us to do, let us know. We will get you in, uh, and we'll kind of we'll pick we'll, we'll choose from a hat. How about that? We'll, 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 all right, we'll yeah. put all the choices in a hat. We'll, we'll put our hands in the hat. We'll do it on video. We'll do it on video, and we'll we'll drag we'll drag it out, and we'll do a viewer's choice on that, and uh, we'll possibly have the actual. I'm saying viewer, listener. I will have yeah. the actual listener. Ear viewer. Yeah. Ew, um, that sounds gross. I, I also want to do a, uh, a live watch. More live watches. This I, here, if we had not, uh, this episode obviously ended up being, you know, we're working our way into some fun, but it obviously ended up being a lot more somber than we intended. Uh, I was originally going to uh, roll in here, start drinking mimosas, and demand that Justin and I uh, do a live watch of uh, King of New York with Christopher Walken. Oh wow! Uh, Pop Smoke Hive assemble, <laughs> but uh, the I don't. It, today's not the day for uh, the live watch of of a really gritty, weird Christopher Walken movie. Uh, but I do want to do uh, more live watches. Um, what could we do? I mean, I I think what summer what summer movie tempo that could is coming out that we could realistically crib uh, content off of what is coming out? Oh, oh Saw's coming back this year. Is it is it actually coming back this year? Yeah, the Chris Rock, uh, the Chris Rock Saw is, is the It's it's a, it's a big year for uh, Mr. Rock. I think yeah. we both loved the uh, the Fargo, Fargo trailer. Fargo trailer is really good, even though it se- it seems as though. Uh, it seems as though the Fargo commercial the dialogue to me seemed very. 
very written. Does that make sense? Like, oh yeah, it's yeah. Very written, but but it, like, it doesn't sound. It doesn't sound like how people would talk. Here's the thing though. Fargo's always like that, and yeah. it just takes a minute to like Settling. sink back into it. Like yeah. I remember when it, I've probably said this before on this show when it first started airing. I was like, all right, what? Like, I get it. Like, they didn't need to make it a show. And then, like, episode six or seven happened, and I was like, okay, yeah, yeah this yeah, show yeah. is fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, I still haven't seen season one. Oh, it's really good. Yeah. I mean, you, you watched three. Yeah, I watched two and three. Two's the best. Of course. Three is actually, like, way below one and two, I would say. Uh. Three was just weird. That was with the twins, right? Yeah, they didn't. Yeah. They didn't like. I appreciated a lot of what they tried for, but they didn't quite nail it. Yeah. Uh, one. I mean, one is like Billy Bob and Martin Freeman. It's insane. It's so good. They never really get like the great characters in three that they had in one and two. But there aren't people from one and three or in two. Yes, people from one are into two is in the seventies or something, right? And one takes pl- there's a somebody tells a story at the end of season one, uh-huh. and that story is what season two is. Oh, okay. Yeah. I knew about season one. Yeah, I heard it was actually really violent too. It is. The, it was the <laughs> I'm kind of busted here, but the moment that I was like, oh, okay, this show's crazy, yeah. was. An incredibly violent uh, scene on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With uh, spoiler alert, but it's with uh, it's a scene involving one of the dudes from uh, Always Sunny. Okay, okay. And it was like, okay, a he's. It was when he first started kind of branching out, but it was also like, oh shit, this is like a a grisly show. This is wild. Yeah. Uh, So yes, that that is late fees. We're coming in at twenty two minutes here. I think we should do a little bit of a uh, of just a run through. Uh, well, first off, what have you been watching? What have I been watching? I watched Bad Boys for Life I still haven't seen last it. week. You are doing a great disservice. <laughs> I to know, I know. For not watching this, I thought the movie was actually very, very excellent. Um, as far as changing the actual, well, a lot of the broad strokes of Bad Boys is the same. Yeah. Right? So it is still police officers who are making. It seems as though millions of dollars uh, <laughs> <laughs> off of what I have no clue. Which that's the thing. Like even if like, even even if you're a cop, and we like totally depoliticize like policing in America, you it's not like being an athlete. Like you don't yeah. get like all star money for being like an amazing cop. But that's what it. That's what it <laughs> seems like. Uh, well, it's also uh, Will Smith is so rich in the movie. Outside of it, they can play a little bit. Yeah. 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 Uh, other than like the like the the wanton violence, yeah. like I said, the cops being really rich, um, they humanize Marcus and and Mike, who are Will Smith and uh, Martin Lawrence's characters, in a way that you really haven't ever seen before. Goodbye, Michael Bay. Exactly, he's in the movie. Is he? He makes a cameo. Nice. I meant to say that he's uh, he, he's kind of a trooper. I yeah. mean. I, I bet he wasn't like didn't have like malice about somebody else doing this. I don't think he did. I think he just didn't. He didn't have time. Or yeah. Anything, or he didn't want to do it. Yeah. There, because I know uh, Carnahan uh, had a he's pre produced it and he had a part in the script. Yeah. Uh, the directors are two new guys, relatively new guys. Yeah. Who I thought brought a lot to the to the film. You said you thought they could keep making them. There is a I don't want to spoil too much. Yeah. I really love your opinion on the twist of this movie. Okay. There are several. Um, th- which is, look at me in my eyes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There are several twists yeah, yeah, in this movie yeah. that turn the franchise on its head. Yeah. Uh, I think that they could continue this movie. I'm not too sure 
if one of the act principal actors would come back okay. for it. So okay. I'll, I'll leave it. Yeah, at that. yeah, yeah. Okay. But it, it does seem as though they're going to continue these movies, and with the amount you know, with how it's doing. I would not be surprised if we saw one of these every other year. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, on the same weekend. Like, this weekend could be the Bad Boys weekend. It should be the Bad Boys weekend. It, it absolutely, it, it just really knocked it out the park. Yeah, it did well. It, yeah, right. It, yeah. It, it, I didn't in, see anything bad being said about it, really. Even in the theater that I'm in right now, um, or not, not right now, the theater that I was, I was gonna at. I was going to say, this, we're, we're, we, we, we finally got our fucking own theater. We're, we're in, in it. the theater, thanks to Arclight. Uh... I, I think that, you know, it, it is it is really, 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 like, just well done. It's still funny. It's actually, I would say, a lot funnier because it's not mean-spirited yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah. It's not a mean-spirited movie. Um, again, there's just some wild stuff in this movie that you, you have to see it to believe yeah. it. And they pretty much turned it into a cartoon, which is what these movies are. Yeah, I mean, that's why the second one is so, like, it's forgivable that it's almost three hours long because yeah. the action is amazing. So well, th- This is cartoonish in a way that doesn't devalue... Um, homosexuals yeah it doesn't devalue the dead yeah it doesn't devalue anyone yeah. like that. uh there are some great cameos i mentioned michael bay there's yeah. some more that i think you'll okay really, really okay like. uh and that's from one and two yeah yeah all the way into this one i think i know about one of them who uh the uh the son-in-law character yes. yeah killed everything uh, yeah yeah it, it absolutely was a great yeah a great cameo there um, a lot more, there are a lot of a lot of throwbacks to the old camera work too. Yeah. Okay. The old shots. Uh, yeah. The 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 shot of the plane going over the Miami sign. Yeah. Is in this movie. Okay. So it was. It's literally just a homage to yeah. the the old bad boys, and I think if this is the way to go forward, because I think around halfway through, I was like, this movie doesn't seem final. To yeah. Me. It, it seems final, but not final. If, yeah. If, it, it, if that makes sense. I don't want to spoil it. Conclusive, but, um, but not final. Exactly. But that was what everybody said is like that they really fucked up uh, not having the title. Like this was this was a better title for the fourth movie. Yeah. Because it should have been Bad Boys for Life. Well, they, they should use a different title. They could do Bad Boys Forever. Yeah, that's true. They could that's do true. Bad Boys Forever. For, forever is longer than For Life, exactly. too. So it makes forever. sense. <laughs> I mean, for, you know, so your life could end. Yeah. I'm also watching The, uh, the Outsider. Yes, I am too. Have you watched the third episode no. yet? Okay. When you leave, um, before Royal Rumble comes on at four, I'm going to watch the third episode while I play Breath of the Wild. Okay. Which, is which you've the- also done a little bit of a face turn on recently. I, hey, man. I have uh, I finished the first dungeon, and I said I get it. <laughs> I, I, I walk in here, and uh, again, I don't know if it's because of the, uh, the raw feelings, but Ju- Justin's... He's, he's watching uh, FromSoft games get played on the television. He's talking about yeah. Breath of the Wild. Yeah, he's doing all I, I love it. It's great. I'm getting softer. I'm getting real soft. Uh, I, I, I still, uh, Sekiro update, I haven't beat it yet. It's, I think it's so, I don't know how people have beat it. Like, people beat it so fast. It's so much harder than Bloodborne and Dark Souls to me. I think because I refuse to get good at parrying, which is like the point <laughs> of the game. So it makes me like basically play it blind, but it's so. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what else am I watching? Oh, The Outsider. Oh, yeah, Outsider's... It's, it's uh, excellent. Yeah. I'm watching that, too. A third episode, I think, was a little not as good as the first two. Mm. Um, but it is funny. Like, obviously, uh, True Detective and Twin Peaks both existed, like, in a King society, in a Stephen King society. Mm. But The Outsider is a book that he wrote in 2018. So it almost feels like he watched... True Detective and Twin Peaks and other shows like that that were built off of 
stuff he made, and then he made a book off of like that type of stuff. So it's re- it's really kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, it is. I mean, th- this is off the promo material, so I don't think this is spoiling anything. It a- at least appears to be significantly more supernatural yes. than True Detective ever Someone was. Someone told me the third episode gets real scary. It, there are creepy ass moments in it. Okay. Um, yeah, it's really cool. Uh, I'm excited to watch the fourth one tonight. I think again, the third episode wasn't as good as the premiere, but uh, the premiere was uh, two episodes. And but, but Bateman's great, and Ben Mendelsohn is like one of my favorite actors. Like, yeah. I, I think he's awesome. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's really good. And then movie wise, movie wise, I just watched yesterday. Actually, uh, I think it was the first time I was at the theater this year. Uh, was uh, Color Out of Space which is a Nick Cage starring adaptation of a Lovecraft story. Yeah, you told me about this. And uh, I really like Lovecraft. Uh, I like his work. Uh, I don't like his guy. I think probably <laughs> if you looked at any guy from uh, like the 20s in America, uh, you wouldn't want to know anything about their personal life. Uh, we just happen to unfortunately know a significant amount about his. Uh, I really like the movie. Uh, I, I like the movie. It was... They... I hadn't even seen a trailer for it because yeah. I was just like, oh, Nick Cage is in a Lovecraft movie. I'm definitely going to go see it no yeah. matter what. I, you know, Lovecraft wrote this shit in the 20s. It presumably takes place around 1900, whatever. This is basically a modern day version of it, which yeah. I didn't know. Uh, so I appreciated some of the big swings it took. Um, I could and did on Letterboxd ramble a lot about how... Uh, it com it complicated itself, but maybe it was smart to make it modern day. Uh, it's also well, we were just talking about uh, from software games. Bloodborne is a game that uh, has a lot of Lovecraftian elements in it, but ultimately is something that uh, Lovecraft would hate because the message of Bloodborne is that being obsessed with like blood and genetics <laughs> uh, makes like ruins society. Yeah, and that's and Lovecraft was like basically a, a genetic racist. Uh, and then in that same category, uh, the uh, POV character, largely in Color Out of Space, is in this adaptation a black guy, right. which Lovecraft would also not like very much. Yeah, because he uh, was an old racist. Yeah, so it makes you feel uh, a little better about uh, you know. It makes you now that we're a hundred years out of uh, of stuff like this, it's like oh okay, we can really uh, modernize this in ways that make it more acceptable. Right. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I haven't like like I said, I haven't seen Bad Boys yet. I haven't. Uh, there's at least one other thing I got to make it to the theater for. Please, please go see Bad oh, Boys. Oh, you know what? I want to see uh, the Gentleman, which. I, it was it's that Guy Ritchie movie yeah. with like everybody it in it. Terrible. Okay. Bro. Yes, it does. But every <laughs> it's like gotten uh, it pretty much like three three and a half stars from everybody I've seen across the board, and yeah. they're like, oh, it's pretty fun. What's the and rotten to me? What's the rotten score? I think it's in like fifties or sixties. Uh-huh. Which right about uh, okay, right. About honestly right. though, when I saw it, I was like, it's crazy that Guy Ritchie is basically just still making movies like this. Front like, page. Front page. Audiences, uh, Bad Boys Eyes January record as audiences collectively shrug at the gentleman. The, I, I'm not <laughs> saying they're not collect. I collect. It's got seventy two percent. Yeah, yeah. I shrugged at it. Uh, uh, I, I was shocked mostly when I looked up gentleman. I was shocked to see, you probably told me this, but Guy Ritchie directed fucking Aladdin. Yeah, that's insane. That's so fucking bizarre. You make one for them, and you make one for you. Yeah, exactly. That's, uh, that's exactly. The exactly. Right there. Exactly. Because you know this is like the gentleman is the he just wants to make movies like this forever. Yeah. Like it's basically snatch and lock stock and exactly. like it's 
he does have his own little genre going on. Um, did he fall off? Guy Ritchie? Yeah. I mean, I'm not... I, I, no, no diss to Guy Ritchie here. I've never been the biggest fan. Uh, Snatch and uh, Lockstock always, to me... I'm pretty sure he directed both of those. Always, to me, felt a little bit like... Mm, Okay, this is... It's really pastiche to me. Yeah, but, okay, they, those movies belong in the same category as movies like uh, Donnie Darko or Boondock Saints or Usual Suspects or Pulp Fiction goes in this category but ultimately transcends it. Yeah. But, like, movies for, like, fake movie lovers, like, they're, like, libertarian movie lover movies to yeah. me. Uh, so that's, I don't know. I, I, I just don't... He makes good movies and they're really fun. The I it's hard to, as as people try to drum up fake criticisms of Bernie based on uh, the potentially fictional toxic members of his supporters. I yeah. can't detract from Guy Ritchie's movies based on his own uh, audience because he makes really fun movies. And I do this could be an on demand classic. <laughs> it's I mean seventy two percent. Looking at the reviews, they look. Pretty positive. Yeah, not and, too bad. And here's the thing. If a movie like this gets 72%, it, it actually probably is really good. Audience score, 87%. Yeah. Like, I, I, I mean, hey. And this is the type of movie where the audience is like, knows what they're going to see. Absolutely. So. I might go see We should go see it. Yeah, we I would see, see this. It. Yeah, let's should, do it. We should, yeah. we should go see it. Um, What else is out there? 1917, which I, I think something's up with this movie. Uh, I mean, I don't. Something's up with this movie. I don't. How did it get in and not, and not gems? Uh... Well, it it is a Sam Mendes movie, so, right? So? I mean, he gets they get in. This is I, I feel as though America loves these, you know, harrowing looks at World War Two. Every it's single World, well, here's the thing, that, and that's why this is in because it's World War One. Same shit. I know it is. Well, here it, it is the same shit. They want to think it's a little bit different. I think, and I've spoken to like, whether it's like dads or like fellow like quote unquote like film guys like us like the point of a one shot to me oh is, it's all in one shot well it's a fa- I think it's faked yeah. uh, a little bit but the point of a one shot to me is like in something I think they can seam it off in a few places where they need to so don't they travel or are they already there I, I honestly haven't done enough research okay. into it at all to know um, but I think the point of a one shot is like whether it's in uh, you know something like Children of Men, that really long one that they have, yeah. or in that True Detective episode in the first season, it's to really like keep you in a crazy moment, or not necessarily a crazy moment, but really in a moment. Yeah. And even when they do it in a movie I don't like, uh, Birdman, uh, they're kind of trying to simulate the like backstage pace of opening night, yeah. which, la la la, jerk off motion, like, that's really <laughs> stupid, but I, I at least understand the uh, intent behind it, even if it's like nothing to me. Uh, this, I, I, again, I haven't seen it, but I've heard a lot of people say it doesn't really achieve anything. And I've actually seen a few posts from, uh, vets on film Twitter who have said, this isn't really even my experience processing war. Like you don't remember it as like a long memory. Uh, you remember it as like, like you remember other things, like small moments of stuff. So it doesn't really... I don't know. It seems thematically irrelevant to me. Yeah. And again, nobody loves this movie. Like it's. Yeah, it's. It, I'm sure you know what. I, I I'd be shocked if I saw it and I was like, it's bad. Yeah. I'd be shocked if I saw it and I thought anything other than like, 
I don't need to see this I, again. I just feel nothing for movies like this. You already know I don't like movies like this. Yeah. So, like, it's I, not for me. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing, like, I feel about uh, something like Marriage Story, which I know you didn't like very much. Uh, Eric did like it a lot, not to uh, give it that much imbalance. But my, my the thing I'm saying about it is, uh, I'm glad we ended up not doing a 2019 wrap-up, really. Uh, one of which, because we were just out of time, and two, because you just don't need... You know movies we liked. You don't, yeah. you don't need another 2019 wrap-up. But I was, like, thinking about, like, I, I got to watch the movies that, like, uh, I, I need to just, for the record, watch. Like, but, like, Marriage Story. I've never... I've never watched and enjoyed a Noah Baumbach movie. Yeah. I've most, I, I don't really shut movies off, and I have memories of turning his movies off. <laughs> so, well, what, what about the Meyerowitz thing? That uh, Eric, Eric loves Eric them. loves them. And uh, honestly, the cast is so much more interesting to me than ScarJo and Driver. Uh, th- th- them being in the movie together may ultimately be what kept me away from it more than anything. Because, yeah. like, and I... I know she's like a buffoon, but I I like a lot of the movies that she makes, and I think she's a pretty good actress. Driver, I think, is amazing. He's unfortunately been totally goat fucked by this last Star Wars movie, and yeah. like as it was coming out, I was like, I don't really want to watch him in anything. Did we else. talk about the Star Wars? Yeah, we talked about it in the about, Gems okay. episode. Right, it's right. just so bad. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, like that and the farewell, and even like Jojo Rabbit, which again I'm not out here and I haven't seen. I'm not endorsing Jojo Rabbit. I would be, I it's it. I'd be shocked if it is as uh, dangerous as people say it is, and I'd be shocked if it's as good as people say yeah, it is. I just don't get it. Yeah. I, as soon as I saw the year, I was like, "Is that the amount of guns they got?" Because if it's yeah. the year, I don't want to. I don't want to know it. Yeah. You know? It, so it's, it's just not the type of movie I can get excited about. No. Uh, and I don't think it's really the type of movie that anybody gets excited about. I think it's basically like, we're. we're we have been in an election cycle for, like, 17 years, it feels like. But people talk about, like, candidates getting in because they're people who you assume other people like. And so you think, like, oh, well, people will vote for Amy Klobuchar, so we should get her in there. But really, nobody likes Amy Klobuchar. They all are just <laughs> creating fake people in their heads who like Amy Klobuchar. Right. And that's what ends up happening with movies like 1917, where you're like... It's going to win Best Picture. It, it might. And, like, honestly, I you know how I feel about these shows yeah. I don't give a fuck what wins yeah uh, here, here's how I treat these shows I do my best to completely ignore them <laughs> and then the next year they still make movies I like yeah <laughs> so it works out fine okay so will, will, your, will, will that viewpoint change if, if Once Upon a Time wins honestly no I mean not at this point because if he'd never achieved any kind of recognition from them you'd be fine I, I, then I would think like oh he's gotta get something but yeah. I mean He's won Best Original Screenplay before. To me, that's in a lot of ways better than winning Best Picture. Uh, Brad and Leo should probably both win. Uh, obviously, it's one of my favorite movies ever. I think it should win. Gems did really end up being my second favorite. I think. But, 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 but what again, a snub! What do you think? What do you, What do you think the snub came from? I think ultimately the world we live in. On the internet, yeah. uh, is is smaller than the, it's, the bigger. It's smaller than we'd like it to be. Mm-hmm. Like it's, yeah. It, it, the internet isn't real is both incorrect and correct depending mm-hmm. on the situation you apply it to. Yeah. Uh, I mean whatever. Fuck, I mean, fuck near, the Oscars. But, but I mean near near universal acclaim. Yeah. Uh, Everybody uh, loves it. People are gonna keep even if it takes a little. I was surprised honestly at how difficult it seemed to be to get people on board with the fact that Sandler was like good in this movie and was like it was an awesome Sandler experience yeah uh 
I was both surprised with that and like the screenshots online I saw of people being like, I thought this was an Adam Sandler movie yeah. and it sucked. Uh, but I, I, even like my parents, like when I was trying to get them, they go to see every single awards buzz movie. And I was like, you gotta go see Uncle Gems. Like it's, it's one of the best. Might yeah. be, it's, if some people, it might be the best one. Do you feel as though older people, no disrespect to your parents, no, no, might no. not enjoy that movie as much as we did? Well, I know that like, <laughs> I mean, it, for me watching it, it, it it's an intense movie. Yeah. I understand that like, even if you're going to see movies that are prestigious, you don't want it be leaving the movie feeling like you got hit in the face with a two by four. Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely. In the same way that like, it, it, there is a little bit of uh, if it's too loud, you're too old mm-hmm. uh, to the the movie. Yeah. But again, it is I a mean, loud movie. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, it is uh, really loud. But uh, I think uh, I don't know. I think it ultimately is maybe a little too, too niche. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, but I mean, it's like it kind of exists in a genre that few movies exist in. Like really, like intense shaky thriller that like just covers a short period of time like like bad lieutenant or something like you there there are a few movies you can think of that are like this movie yeah and i i think that honestly makes it hard to watch for people is because they can't identify what else it's like what was my, so what was my list my list in no order this is my list in no order once upon a time us us yeah john wick three toy story four I they, I think Toy Story limped in on yours. I think if you it really did. went back and looked, well, you, it would I not be to, making the cut. I had to... Well, I'll tell you what I kicked out. Okay. After this. Parasite. Okay. Midsummer. Lighthouse. Knives Out. Irishman. Uncut Gems. Doctor Sleep. Dolomite is my name. And that's my list. Okay. That, that's a good list. But Shazam got kicked out. Crawl got kicked out. You know a big one that they got kicked out that that hurt me. Child's play. Child's play. I had to kick it out. You you flip flopped on it all year though. I would say. But I but I landed on you know what this is a good movie. I really did enjoy Child's Play twenty nineteen. Yeah. I thought that it was it was very. I think that the real ones know about this movie. Yeah. They really enjoyed the movie. I don't think it did as well as as you know they projected. And I think most of it is due. I think that a lot of people were negging the movie before it even came out, before giving it a chance. Yeah, I understand he looks weird. I even I hate the way he. Looks. <laughs> but I thought that in a, in a whole, the movie itself as a reimagining, a remake of it was one. Of, it was better than a Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Yeah, I put it on par with the Friday the Thirteenth yeah. remake, which I thought was really good. Yeah, one and I think in the same way that at least for now, I mean, if they do another Friday, it'll be another restart yeah so both this child's play movie that you know they might do another one we'll see whatever happens they can't. With the, they, oh yeah they are they are they're stuck yeah, right they like because they can't they maybe can't the, make anyone yeah after maybe the show will happen if yeah. that ever gets off the ground yeah, there's all these fucking pro max plus like it'll be on something yeah <laughs> if, sci- if sci-fi can finally do r-rated material they could have some of the craziest shows of like any channel, you know this should be on Shutter though. I mean, I know yeah, Sci-Fi yeah, yeah. Greenlit, like, but get this show on Shutter. Shutter's weird because I really enjoy the service as a whole. I think there's a big, um, there there's a big opportunity for for Shutter, right? Yeah. For it to be like the the home base for horror, but I think rights issues is killing them every yeah. single time. Yeah, and I, I they also don't want to be they they're using horror. I think is their like foot in the door. To and, original programming. Yeah, original mm-hmm. and like like they want to be focused not like necessarily on just horror, but like that corner, like horror mm-hmm. sci fi B movie exactly. type of thing, which Japanese is is great. Movie yeah, and stuff like that. Um, 
but they, they, they do things I love. The Joe Bob Briggs yeah. return. I watch them literally every time he comes back with yeah. the marathon or something like that. Next month, they've got the original Child's Play coming. Yeah, yeah. My Bloody Valentine, both versions coming. Like they, they've got a bunch of really cool stuff yeah. coming. But then when they when they take things off of the of the service, it's like we got to keep certain movies on there. Like you yeah. guys will keep all the Halloweens on there all year round. Yeah. No one wants to watch them except for in October. But you'll take away really fire ass movies that I look for. But I I enjoy them for the Dario Argento uh, stuff that they have. Yeah, there. yeah. They really keep that on there. Um, I I got the free seven days and I just haven't canceled it yeah. since. Like I just keep it. I mean, they I think it's on Criterion Channel now, but for a for like. Uh, Shutter had the devils up for like a week, like two years ago, and it was the yeah. old, like if you didn't see it or steal it off of Shutter, <laughs> then you weren't seeing a good version of it for years. Exactly. Uh, Joker, not on your list. Joker, I. It's fine. The movie's fine. Like it's ultimately, and that's what I think is. It's not on my list either. I think what is ultimately so funny about Joker is that like it just through like weird like almost anti-word of mouth has worked its way into the conversation yeah. when the people who actually like joker the most as a character and like are the biggest batman fans i don't know me and you still after all this are kind of i think I on the same page it. like yeah. yeah like it really good performance i enjoy but whatever it. like it's not that good of a movie it's a three-star movie yeah i i enjoy the last hour and that's where the three stars come from yeah um I think it's like the reverse Child's Play here, right? Where people negged it so much, Child's Play went that way. Yeah. People negged Joker so much, it went that way. Yeah. It's like no, I think no thing tips either of these movies in the scale more than the performance. Because I'd say yeah. if you would have brought Joaquin to do Child's Play, it would be right over oh, there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's like, you know, like it, it would be beloved. It's, it's all yeah. about performances, right? So uh, to me, again, three stars, three star classic. Yeah, three star uh, classic. It's a three star classic. I think the, the conversation is bigger than the movie. You yeah. Know, when we look back on Joker, we got to like kind of peel back and, and, and reel back and um, and really see that, you know what, take yourself out of the conversation. What is this movie? And, and all yeah. That. It's Todd Phillips trying to remake two different movies at once at the same time. Yeah. With Joaquin Phoenix. It was, it was destined to do a billion dollars. Yeah. Yeah. He, the, there's, there's no way you couldn't do and it. And it is, when you say, like, there, the conversation is so much larger than the movie, I think think one of the, uh, yeah, that was one of the most frustrating things about it, is that, like, it was, like, we're talking about what we're talking about. Yeah, the, it hadn't even been out yet. Like, yeah, there's no movie. At all. Uh, I, I, I kicked out a Beach Bum on there, too. Yeah, that, I, uh, Beach Bum is still in mine. It's not in my, like higher one i do want to rewatch it because i don't know that it would be as high as it was when i initially ranked it but shout out to uh to martin uh uh el camino el camino uh is like my like 11 <laughs> which it, right it's, yeah it's, but again it, right? i think like it i think we were maybe a little generous to it when we saw it like it might be i'll, I'll keep my score it, it's fun yeah <laughs> i'm not i'm, I'm t- tearing it down i just think like ultimately like is it going to be one of the most impactful movies of of 2010 yeah no uh crawl didn't quite make it in either i here's what i want to say and i didn't want to say this without eric being here so i'm not going to fully go in on it yeah uh but here is my uh brief anti-parasite spiel and I, wow. it's in my top 10 but i think it is an easy shoe-in candidate for most overrated movie of if not the year of the past five years yeah uh i think uh 
that us ultimately makes more nuanced, relevant points than Parasite does. Yeah. And I think, and I'll say a little bit why more in a second. I think Parasite, uh, Parasite is a is a good movie. I think it's I think it's more of a fun movie than a smart movie. I mean, what is what is Parasite? Like people are like, oh, it's really topical. It's anti capitalist. It's not exactly anti capitalist. It's too much about families for it to truly mm-hmm. be anti capitalist. Mm-hmm. So what is the movie really saying? That that uber wealth people are are out of touch and that coveting their wealth won't bring your family happiness. Like that shit's in in the Old Testament. Like that's not it. Like very general themes might seem or broad themes seem more applicable because we're living in a batshit crazy time. But for me. The you know what I think Eric said this after we watched us like the movie the message of the movie is that like for every family that's successful there's a family that is displaced mm-hmm. and that is a more that is a stronger message to me right now that mm-hmm. resonates more right now the parasite message is just money corrupts people it you know it makes you go crazy which is always true yeah <laughs> and I think that uh, ultimately parasite had other stuff that I thought was more interesting about it like the idea that you know. Uh, the help knows the house better than the people who own it ever can know it, but yeah. they aren't in any position of power to do anything with that knowledge. That's a more interesting theme to me than what people are running with. And watching the unfolding of the heist of the movie is, to me, more fun than any point the movie makes. Yeah, once the movie hits the twist, it becomes, like, different. Yeah. It becomes a con- considerably different. I think the one thing that keeps Parasite out of really the top... Five. five for me is the, if I were to rank it is that I felt the ending was really perfunctory and really hokey I hate the fucking the, the letter ending yeah. I said this at the time do not end a movie with a character reading a letter <laughs> don't do they did it in It 2 and they did it in Parasite yeah. I fucking hated it in both movies even though Parasite is obviously a colossally better movie yeah. my last thing not to insult everyone who likes Parasite but if it were not a foreign film people wouldn't think it was as good sorry <laughs> that's true I'm glad Eric's not here and, and um, again I, I, I think it's a very good movie I, I, I really like the movie yeah. I, I, I just think it's I don't people have gone a little crazy <laughs> over Parasite I'm, I, I, I think it's a really good people movie people like gravitate and latch on until like movements, so this yeah, year, yeah. The parasite movement. If us had come out at the end of the year instead of at the beginning of oh, the yeah, year, it would have been a little bit more of a jump ball between yeah. the two movies. I Absolutely. think. Absolutely. And uh, lastly, uh, fuck. I, I honestly, I know I lost it. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll cut that. I th- I think that you know, again, like I said, they love to attach them. People love to attach themselves to to movements. And of course, the the movement like what what was the movie last year that people like that like rallied for Green Book. No, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> what did they want to win on the Green Book? I can't even remember. like this is that's the thing. These things are so interchangeable. Just like just like tonight, um, you know, it's the Grammys. They're so interchangeable. I don't remember who won last year. Yeah, and also they're fucking fake. Yeah, it turns out they're it's a, it's a ripoff. So, um, you know, it it is really it's really 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 a. a a moment where, like, you know, Parasite's going to be this movie for them for a long yeah. time. And I, I think I, I highly recommend it. Yeah, it's, it's a really sick. fun movie. It's yeah. great. I, 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 the last thing I'll say about the, the politics of the movie is that if you've seen... I know, like, Bong is running with this, like, it's an anti-capitalist buzz movie now. I, I think 
Uh, he stumbled into the politics of this movie a little more than anyone wants to say. Mm-hmm. If you have seen Okja or Snowpiercer or, I mean, those two just immediately come to the top of my head. The ideas about class in those movies are insane compared mm-hmm. to the ones in Parasite. Mm-hmm. So I don't, it's, I don't know. I, I, I really like the movie. I just, I'm a little, you know. Everyone is getting their, their primer on on the director of, of Parasite, and I think that's what it is. He's yeah. been doing this, yeah. and I think yeah. that's his point. That's been his point yeah. this whole this whole run, right? Yeah. That I've I've been making movies, and you know this isn't really like I'm glad you guys like yeah. it. But yeah, he's like, and I, well, you got to say that uh, I mean, bringing it, it it is great the way it is bringing attention to foreign films in the country uh, and the cast. Yeah. I mean, uh, this is maybe the most. It's probably the, it's probably the most famous foreign movie ever in America. Oh now. yeah, I mean it's definitely the most uh, most uh, awarded. Yeah, I mean before this it had to be like Pan's Labyrinth, and uh, that was thirteen no, years there? ago. No, there was another. What else one. was there? I mean, there's a, there's a handful. There had, of there them, had to be another one. I can't think right now. This just feels this is feels massive compared to even when people like the foreign movies. Like this one's mm-hmm. crazy. So uh, speaking of uh, speaking of, I said El Camino. We have a we have a special thing to announce too. I guess we just get oh yeah, good thing here. nobody else is here. Yeah, uh, we we have the uh, we have the premiere rather of our of our new podcast. I guess we're gonna go ahead and call it Recalling Saul. Recalling Saul, baby. Recalling Saul. So uh, next month, Better Call Saul season five. We're in the final stretch of this. It's gonna end in season six. Uh, no announced date for that yet, but we me and Pat are gonna we're gonna lace off our old lace up our TV boots and talk about uh, Better Call Saul this season. Uh, no date for when this will um, air because it's going to be a real weird deal here with the show airing on Sunday and Monday yeah. uh, during its premiere. So two of those episodes will be compromised yeah. <laughs> within the first week. Yeah. <laughs> so you might, get, you might get our episode around like Wednesday or Thursday of that week. But um, we'll, we'll figure out the dates on that. But I think that um, we're going to think of some more cool stuff to do with Better Call Saul in the coming weeks. So definitely... Uh, stay tuned, um, but I think we're coming up to around uh, the hour mark here. Yeah. I think we've talked to you guys enough. This has been very therapeutic for me, at least within the uh, within the short term uh, of late fees here. Pat, thank you for being here more than anything uh, during this moment, and you know, we were, this is originally again planned to be just a, a fun, show a more freewheeling. Yeah, uh, it ended up really being. Yeah, we way, we we got there, but uh, it, it's it's still you know a uh, you know a, a tremendous tremendous loss here, but we're gonna push through, and uh, we will see you guys next week with the first. Uh, I'm guessing like either me, you, or me or Pat will host it, or me and Pat will host it. We'll talk about yeah, some of the we'll things. Yeah, we'll we'll finally do the this this the video side by side on Streamyard. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah. so uh, we will definitely be talking. Uh, we'll check in with the the Hopkins facts. Yes. The, uh, uh, I'm I think actually uh, Silence of the Lambs. I'm pretty sure won. Oscar best picture. Best picture, mm-hmm. best director, best adapted screenplay best actress and best actor. Yep. And I think it's only one of like a few well, movies like ever to do that. I've ever done it. Uh it's going to it's one it, the movie's fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh it's well, also available on and we'll talk about this in the pre-episode cuz I think one one thing we should do on these episodes is also tell people where, where they, they can, can watch, watch the stuff, movies. yeah. Yes. So uh we'll we'll let you know 
uh, where we can, uh, where you can watch it and what, what we're going to be watching. So make sure you get caught up on all of your Hannibal movies because we're going to be aiming for your heart on February 14th uh, with the Hannibal episode. It's going to be a franchise episode, the first of our new, new setup for late fees. So for Eric and Cam, who will be joining us uh, in two weeks, uh, and for Pat, I'm Justin. The video store is closed. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant.